0: Just two girls living on the Upper West Side, taking everything in stride. We're the Jewesses, Jewesses, Blonde Edition.
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Jewess, the Blonde Edition, episode number thirty-five, season two. Oh my gosh. My name is Jen. I'm single, ready to
0: mingle here in New York City. And I'm Derica, and I'm married and very harried.
1: That's right. Guys, in case you're new listeners, Jewess, the Blonde Edition is about love, relationships, annoyances, anything in New York City that bothers us because we just don't want to pay for therapy. We're millennials. We need to talk it yes. through. So thank you all so much for joining. Derica. Yes. we have a
0: very special guest today. We do. We have a very special guest. She is... Um, Basically a a quadruple threat. Yes, okay. I believe is the official term. So we have Jessica Schechter in Jessica in the house. In the <laughs> audience. Actually, no, she's our guest. She is award winning director, actor, performer, and producer in New York City. She has an MFA in directing from the Actors Studio Drama School mm. and a bachelor's degree in educational theater from NYU. That's pretty she's darn a, legit. She is a certified theater teacher in New York State and has been acting, directing, and running drama programs for over 15 years. Damn,
1: girl. she still a, look good, though. But she, she <laughs> doesn't look get a day them. over,
0: like, 21. No, no. <laughs> she is a director member of the re- renowned actor studio Playwrights Director's Unit and has worked with Tony and Emmy Award-winning actors and directors. Jessica is currently producing and acting in the award-winning hit web series, soon by you and is an acclaimed speaker Im- improviser and stand-up comedian presenting at conferences and community centers around the country oh my gosh yay, wow. Jessica. Oh my gosh. thank you so much for coming to our little
1: podcast thank you for yay. having me we're so excited to have you uh, i think it's because we're becoming more and more famous derica yes jessica decided that we were good enough to come on our podcast i mean
0: She's incredible.
1: Hashtag Jessica and I do know each other. We do. We do. Jessica, we met, um, I think, three years ago um, in the single single atmosphere, the, the arena of the singledom, um, with a... I remember it well. <laughs> yes. A Shabbaton, which is basically a weekend of scheduled events during Shabbat and, and the weekend um, for singles, and it was like a camp that we went, they were like adults basically having camp and it was a singles, uh, Shabbaton. And that's where I met Jessica. I left single, but I did not leave without any friends. Aww. So they're
2: always worth it in some way. <laughs>
1: right. Wow. Um, and Jessica was actually teaching one of the, Im- like an improv workshop. And that's why I was like, this chick is cool. Maybe <laughs> she'll be my friend. And she's, she actually agreed to be my friend. So that's so cool. Yeah.
2: It was not a difficult decision. Oh, thank <laughs> you so
1: much. Thank you so much. Um, Jessica, a lot of people either have heard of you or know that you are affiliated with a really cool thing, um, we, which is a web series called Soon Bayou. You. Um, it has over a million views on YouTube, and we would just love to give a little bit of a synopsis of Soon Bayou. You. Um, you act in it. You direct. I, I produce you it. You produce, produce it, um, and it's, it's something that's... I actually, when I lived in Washington D.C., Jessica came with the with the cast, I remember that. and we came for one of the premieres <clears throat> for one of the episodes, and that was really fun. Yeah, wow, yeah, this so a good time, yeah. So I saw the celebrity in action, but anyways, <laughs> Jessica, can you tell us a
2: little bit about Soon by You? Sure, Soon by You is a web series on YouTube that features the lives of six modern Orthodox Jews living and navigating the single life in New York City. And it's about dating, about relationships, friendships, roommates, and just, you know, all the things that come with being a 20, 30 something in this age and trying to balance that with your religious beliefs and, you know, looking for meaning and purpose in your life. But it is a comedy and.
1: It's supposed to be funny that we're single. (laughs)
2: I think it's finding the humor in this part of life. I see. Yes. So I think, you know, a lot of people are taking things far too seriously. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I was single for a long time. I was in the dating pool for... You were in the shark tank. I was in the shark tank for, you know, over a decade. And... In that time, like I find that the best thing to do is is to learn to laugh and to find find the humor in in that time of life, and a lot of that fed into the stand up comedy that right. I did, and also and the web series. So I think it's important, you know, these are great stories that we're telling, and it's not all gloom and doom. You no, need to learn about yourself. No, and laugh along, and you the way. can be
1: creative with it, which is what's sure. so fun about it. And I think what has made um, Soon by You so successful is that so many people can relate to it. Either they are currently in the situation of being single and trying to find that special someone in this crazy, crazy world that we have, or they've been through it and they can relate because they know what it was like during that journey. So it's, it's nice to recap that and have other people play that out where it's not everybody talks about it. So it's, it's very cathartic in a way as well. Yeah,
2: definitely. And a lot of our fans relate the similar sentiments.
1: Yeah. Um I love the show. Can't wait for you guys all... We're going to um, send links and everything yeah. so everybody can watch episodes of the show. Jessica, you have seven episodes right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what year did you start recording them? Wow. We started, I think, back in 2015. Okay. So it's it's been... It's been five years now that we've been working on this.
0: Wow. Wow. So it's,
2: it's been quite the journey, but it's I'm really proud of it, and it's really grown, and, and we've matured into it as well, and I just love the opportunity to be a part of such a great and innovative project, and it's really wonderful to be able to tell these stories.
1: That's awesome. so cool. So cool. Okay, well, spoiler alert, everybody, Jessica is no longer single and ready to mingle like me here in the city. Jessica has been hitched.
0: <laughs> she took the plunge. She took
1: the plunge. I did take plunge. the plunge. And so now I'm sitting next to two married women. Two married ladies <laughs> who are married and harried.
2: <laughs> but who have not forgotten what it was like. So, No. I, I had a lot of friends, married friends, that got amnesia to what that their single so life frustrating.
0: was like. Like, oh, Are you we,
2: serious? Yeah. And there there are girls like that. I've I have friends, friends like who... That. who they were in the trenches with me, and then they got married, and suddenly they lost a sensitivity to what I was going through, and and, and they just kind of distanced themselves, and they were in the married world, and, and oh. I felt so disconnected, and it was wow. really painful. Wow. And so I've really tried very hard upon getting married to stay connected to my single friends and empathize and relate and remember because you know it's it's really painful to lose these friendships that's the when... sex
0: in the city episode is it really yes they talk about it's like the war on the, the married versus the singles mm-hmm. and like you haven't joined their cult their club their right cult, their club so <laughs> i i had
2: felt that a lot when i was single and i really try to not make others feel that way i hope that i am no successful. you
1: definitely yeah. don't if I relate to you, I—I I mean, just before this podcast, I'm like talking to Jessica about dating, and you definitely don't make me feel that way. Derricka doesn't make me feel that way. That's why we I have talk a podcast. Yeah, that's really? why we have a podcast. But I mean, I think I think just having somebody like you're like you made it out alive, guys. <laughs> Give us some hope. Yeah, <laughs> pull us out from the <laughs> trenches <for> the dudes. <laughs> Give me the life. No, but I—I um, I recognize. I think that that's great, and that's why it's so good to relay your story and even though you are out of that situation, you don't forget that had an impact that will always have an impact on your life and who you are yeah. and moving forward the way um, you interact with people because you remember what it felt like. And, and it's honestly it's like it's, it's very, it's a testament to society. So like the way you were treated for years and years and years, it doesn't, it's not something that just goes away.
2: No, definitely mm-hmm. not. And I think all of those years just really make me very grateful, you Yeah, know, very appreciative of, of what I've found and knowing how important it is to continuously build on that mm-hmm. and, and just give strength to my friends who haven't yet found what they're looking for and right. know that their lives are not incomplete. Or unfinished right. just because they haven't found that yet because all the years that you're single, you're building who you are and mm-hmm. eventually you can bring that to a marriage. But right. you are a complete and full and whole person, you know, just as you are in whatever stage of life you are in.
1: Right. Beautifully said. Very nicely said, Jessica. Well,
0: she does do talking for a living. <laughs> she's she's, she's, good she's very articulate, though. You don't have to be articulate to be an actor. This is Not unscripted, true. but she doesn't improv, <laughs> so I don't know. We didn't write this, guys. We didn't write this. This, this is free throwing, free throwing out of our heads. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, Derica, can you ask yes. Jessica this lovely question? So, how
2: did you meet your lovely husband? That's a story. <laughs> so, originally, I met my lovely husband on a singles weekend. <gasps> it was the same weekend. It was the same. Really, weekend. the it, same weekend. I think it was the year back. before. No, though. no, it was Seneca
1: or Levy. Um, it was the same weekend, I thought, because you ended up with somebody else that
2: right, summer. But, right, but there were, I went on that weekend several times, so. But, the,
1: okay, I thought it was the same one, and, like, you ended up with somebody else, he was interested, but you had already yeah. matched up with somebody else.
2: I'm just not sure if that's the one that you were on that oh, we goodness. met I at. I don't know, That's, the, don't that's know. the thing I'm okay, well, to, but, okay, so you met at this shop I met at this Chabotron. That is possibly
0: the same... Shabbatone that Jen was at. Right. Possibly. Possibly. So okay.
2: We but I definitely some, met Jen on the We need to detect him on it. But we'll, we'll we'll get to it. So i We'll fact
1: check this for all. I of you met guys my later. husband
2: on this singles weekend. I ran an improv workshop the Friday night and he participated and the next day he came over to me and Aww. he said, You you were so incredible, how Aww. you held the room, you're so amazing. I'm like, wow, this guy really likes me. And then he wow. walked me to the lunchroom and then <laughs> The true lunchroom. Room.
0: Oh, my gosh. And then
2: I met a different guy Uh-oh. at the Da-da. salad bar. No, stop. Are you kidding
0: me? Wait, seriously? At the salad bar?
2: At the salad bar. So that so he
0: turned his
1: back for a Like, all around her husband. Turned <laughs> his back for one second to be like, Jessica, let me get you a
0: tray. for He's all like, like I'll of her, look, yeah, your, yeah, I'll go get your tray let me and get your, your diet tray coat And, and he comes coat. back. And he's like,
1: there she is talking with this schmuck at the salad I bar. I have to hear more. I, I have to hear it, more. It wasn't
2: quite as uh, linear a timeline as that, but... <laughs> I was talking with this guy at the salad bar, and salad bar guy invited me to go on a Shabbos walk. Oh, no. A Shabbos, you know, okay. Shabbos walks can be very meaningful. salad bar guy. So you go on a Shabbos walk. I went on a Shabbos walk with salad Salad bar guy, guy. and by the end of the Shabbos walk, I was very smitten with with salad bar guy. So when Aaron tried to talk to me later, and he said, where have you been? I've been looking for you. Oh, no. I kind of stared up at the ceiling and didn't pay him very much mind. You broke his little heart? So... Oh uh, my gosh! This is terrible. Yeah, so is that. But Aaron did get my number, though. He 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 made up with some excuse because he was on the board of a theater, and I'm very into I theater. I admire so. his
1: persistence. So
2: he he got my number because he said, "Yeah, we'll get together. We'll talk fundraising. Yada yada yada." Uh, but the the irony of this whole thing. So after that weekend, I was so head over heels for this other gentleman, salad bar guy. I yeah. called my mom and I said, "I just had the best weekend of my life, and I met the one." Salad and, bar guy. And I was yeah. right, but super wrong over which oh, one. That is, <laughs> this is amazing. So then I, I, I ended up dating that other guy for a salad, salad bar guy for five months and uh, the relationship kind of crashed and burned. And then, and I remember thinking in the back of my head a few months later, you know, I was like, there was this other really nice guy on that weekend who I paid no attention to. Aww. Maybe that was the wrong move. So then fast forward a year and three months later, it's Simchat Torah on the Upper West Side. Of course. An epic time blur. for singles to get together. I had just turned 30 and, you know, was you know, exploring, expanding my horizons for the dating pool. And two days later, I was looking for a minion called Der Noam, which is this, you know, egalitarian minion, and they had changed locations, but I did not know that. So I, I walked down to where they usually pray, and I walked into the building. No one was there. So then I walked outside, and I see Aaron. By the twist of fate, walking wow. with his parents on the street. Oh, I love
1: his parents! <laughs> you guys, I've, I've met, I've fear. met his parents. Yeah. They're the most adorable. So
2: <laughs> I go down. I so saw. I go over to them and I asked, "You know where Darkei Noam is davening?" And his father, who's South African, wait,
1: davening for all of the praying, praying. It's it's our Yiddish terminology. <laughs>
2: yes. <Yeah>. So <laughs> his her his father, who's seventy five and from South Africa, without missing a beat, goes. You'll never find it. It's so later. Ready? Just come. Come with us, MJ. Come with us. <laughs> so I went with them to MJ, which is another uh, synagogue. And it's called the
1: It's Manhattan Jewish Experience.
2: And they were having this epic brunch. And Ooh, his, they do. They have a very big. Brunch. And his father kept bringing me mimosas. And oh my gosh! Me, and he kept saying, "You have so much vitality. I can't <laughs> understand why. a girl like you still single. <laughs> And so, his dad was
0: kind of like kidding on you, totally.
2: So, on
0: on behalf of his son, on behalf so, of his son. So his
1: so your his father had all of the game that he needed,
2: basically. So, yeah. so is your husband from South Africa originally, but he doesn't have the he X doesn't son, have the X-Far. unfortunately. Okay. So. So Aaron's dad is playing go-between, and he keeps going over to Aaron. He goes, she keeps coming over here. She likes you. Oh, my God. He is amazing. And Aaron's like, no, she doesn't. Like, trust me on this. He's like, she she already left me for salad bar,
0: guy, over a year ago. So
2: (laughs) then he, before they left, his father came over to me, and he said, I think Aaron likes you. Your dad said that to you? and I said, I was all liquored up on mimosas, so I said, if that's the case, then he should do something about it. And then Aaron sees his dad go over, and he goes, oh, no, what is he doing? He asks dad, what did you say? And his dad plays dumb. He says, I don't know. I couldn't hear. So Aaron (laughs) came over to me, and he said, what did my dad say to you? And I said, far less sassy this time. (laughs) He said, well, he thinks he liked me. And he said, what did you say? And I said, if that's the case, you should do something about it. And so Ah. I said, we'll we'll have to talk about that on our date. And that is how we uh, started going out.
0: This is I love, 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 love the story. Derek is such a romantic. I, I love it <laughs> because like, it has so many elements that I love. It has Like the first, unexpected twist. yeah.
2: plot turn. The, salad bar guy. It's a great movie. movie. Missed, I know. Movie. It should be a movie. Missed Connection. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. But it's, also timing because yes. I've talked this over with Aaron so many times. We could not have dated a year earlier. It wouldn't have worked out. Mm-hmm. I needed to go through certain experiences, date different people yeah. and then by the time that I met him I was really ready to have met him, uh, re-met him, yes. and and by the time we started dating, we were both ready to be with each other. So it's not always just finding the right person, right. it's finding the right person at the, at right, the right time. Yes. I, I've been told so many times the three most important ingredient, ingredients are time, place, and person, mm-hmm. and you could meet the right person, but if it's the timing is not right or you're in different places in your life, yeah. then it, it won't work out. So oh. you really got to have faith that when it's meant to be, it will work itself right. out.
0: Right. I have a very similar story with my husband, but for the interest, I won't. I won't say it. It's a very long story, but um, I just love it. Poor Salad Bar guy. He got married to somebody else. He's fine. Oh no,
1: good. Well, <laughs> he got salad. She's got salad for the rest of her life.
0: I was
2: going to say he's <laughs> got a crouton. <laughs> okay. So everybody, every lid has its Every pot has its lid. I think. Yes, yeah, um, the um.
1: And what I what I do want to touch upon, Jessica, just because I know your story, because I know you, um, and we've talked about this before, is. Just because it's the right person and the right time and the right place doesn't mean it's always easy. So oh, sometimes no. there's challenges that come up and there's a lot of, and Derek and I have talked about this, where there are there are certain guys that feel as though, oh, there's an obstacle. This must not be the right person <coughs> for me. And I think that that's a misnomer because there's always going to be obstacles that's how you handle it and it what the obstacle is and can you work through it or not. And a lot of people end up, being single for years and years and years because they're like, okay, well, with this girl, it was X, with this girl, it was Y, and this girl is Z. And for whatever reason, they think that they can't go beyond that. So I just kind of wanted to touch on that though. Even though you find the right person doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's free of obstacles. Oh,
2: definitely not. Our first date was a disaster. My husband was jet lagged and uh, the drinks were strong and he hadn't eaten and I couldn't follow the conversation and it was awful. Oh, he was so nervous. (laughs) And he drank too much because he was nerfing. And I walked away from that date. And I said to myself, when he he offered to walk me home, I said it's not that far. Mm-hmm. And oh. when he was out of earshot, I said to myself, this is a one hundred percent no go for me. I will never marry him. Wow! I actually said that. To I yourself. said that to myself. He said it like out loud. And I was like, that was awful. I'm never going to marry him. This wow! Is totally not a thing. And I only went out with him again because he had asked me out for two dates in a row before oh, he, our first date. He double-booked you. He double-booked me. Oh. <laughs> he, he <laughs> didn't a want a strategy. He right. didn't want anyone else getting in there. And so he called for the second date, and I was hungry, so I agreed. And see, this is what happens. Girls gotta eat. Um, Girls gotta um, eat. And,
1: ex- and restaurants are expensive in the Upper West. We need to be fed, so I but, get it.
2: But the truth is that because we started off so rocky, you know, I was very blunt and transparent on our second date because I really didn't see a future for us. Ad- and that started a culture of a lot of really honest communication between us and our relationship was not simple and it was not clear and you know i didn't just know we worked really hard we had a lot of communication struggles but we were very honest with each other from the Mm get-go and were able to work through them through a lot of time and patience and really fighting for the relationship exactly
1: yeah
2: I'm so grateful that we did, and it's made marriage a lot easier. But to your point, just because it's not smooth sailing doesn't mean it it can't be something yeah. really worthwhile. Mm-hmm. but you have both parties have to really be willing to put in the work to to find a way to come together. and in a lot of challenge points in a relationship, I ask myself, what have I done in the past in this exact kind of situation? And then I would challenge myself to do the opposite. Oh, because wow. everything I had done in the past had really not worked for me. Wow! And so I that said, well, what if I... You're know, like, what if I do? had to do the exact what opposite? What if I do That's the opposite right. of what I did instead of running away, instead of confiding in every single person but the person I'm in a relationship? What if, I turn, what if we right. turn to each other? What if we have an open and honest conversation as opposed to just sweeping this under the rug? What mm-hmm. would happen if? And the results were really wonderful. So Aww. sometimes you, you really do have to slog it through and just because it isn't like the movies doesn't mean yeah. it can't be a beautiful love story. I have a very
0: similar situation and it wasn't like, oh, I met him and poof, it we took fell in work. love. It, it took, took work. Like yeah. we met, I had just broken up with someone, he was still living with the next girlfriend. You know, it was the, it wasn't like the right... Mm-hmm. The timing, timing was off, but it was the You're right living, person. With but the next, like kind yeah. of, you know, it wasn't the right time.
1: Right, it was the right person, but the wrong time. So it right. took right. some time to get to and that. And we right pushed.
0: Time. We 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 struggled. You know, we pushed to make it work, and I think that's missing. I think a lot of people think it's like, oh, it's love. And I I watch like the J Lo movie, right? And whatever, and I'm like. Wow Oh then I'm like, Phil, you're not romantic. <laughs> Poor Phil.
2: He's like what? what? I'm
0: just reading the magazine. I'm reading the news. He's like, I'm reading my Daffiomi. What are you talking
2: about? I'm not romantic. It's also redefining what it means to be romantic it, yeah. like, is another important thing. Like life is not going to be about romantic candlelit dinners, so those are lovely yeah. and they should be incorporated into a relationship. Right. But you know, just small little gestures of thinking of another person. Right. And, and sometimes it takes time for someone to figure out your love language and what it is that makes you happy. And mm-hmm. giving someone the chance to figure it out as opposed to cutting them off because they don't know it off the bat yeah. is, I think, a mistake that mm-hmm. I see. You should
0: mm-hmm. have a seminar. <laughs> yeah. Um, she
1: should have, like, a once, seminar. Once like... she's done with all of her other projects, she, yeah, she should
2: have five She should have a seminar, like, how to, you know... Well, just see I think it's a, it's not just about dating. It's just about communication. I think that's the key ingredient.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to kind of pivot it a little bit to now that you're in the position that you're in. You're married. You're not in the dating pool anymore. What are, like, some of the most, one or two of the most poignant things you've heard that really stand out to you from your friends that are still single and what they're struggling with that you can recognize that was something within yourself? And it could be, like, like you said, doing the opposite of what you
2: used sure. to do. Going after the same wrong people over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And I did that for sure. Yeah. And it's only when I step back and mm-hmm. like kind of took a look at it and I was like, wow, I continuously am dating people who are so clearly wrong for me, but I get caught up in it. Idea. And, yeah. And I see a lot of my friends go after the same type over and over and over again and... You know, sometimes it takes just a major pivot to learn... Because often we're attracted to the things that are not good for us.
1: Yeah, it's the strangest yeah. thing. It's like, why am I eating this donut? Why <laughs> am I eating chocolate cake? Right.
2: So, so really challenging yourself. No one's attracted to broccoli. Right. And, and, chal- and so challenge true. yourself... I don't know about
1: broccoli. You're right. You're Challenge right.
2: yourself to break that and mm-hmm. to give a chance mm-hmm. to somebody that you are overlooking because yeah. they don't give you those instant butterflies. Right. Like, really look at that Because there could be people that you're missing. Right. That are right there. That that are right there. Yeah. But you're distracted by a shiny object that will look pretty. We've talked about this shiny object.
1: I actually, yes, on our episode episode 29, we talked about shiny toy. We did. (laughs) Yes. um, Where... Somebody becomes a shiny toy to somebody and they're so excited about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about the packaging. It has nothing to do with what's inside that box.
2: And then the other big mistake that I see people making is jumping to conclusions and trying to interpret behavior as opposed to just have a conversation. Wait, Derek, stop looking at me like that.
1: Okay, Derek, stop. (laughs) Yes, that's
0: true. Listeners, I am giving Jen a glaring eye.
2: (laughs) No, but it's, it's, it's just have a conversation. We've lost <laughs> the art of conversation, and it. We haven't
0: figured out the right level of communication for this. Okay, because sometimes you overcommunicate, and then you under. Well, I know
1: I have to find a healthy balance, but um, <laughs> um yes, Derek is right in her <laughs> glaring look at me. I do tend to jump to conclusions, um, because we've talked about the um, the book attached, which is my Bible, which talks yes. about attachment style. Um, and your dating
0: Bible, maybe your Bible should be the Bible, right? Okay, I agree.
1: I agree. But it's my dating. Yeah, my dating Bible. So it talks about attachment styles, whether you are, um, you know, Avoidant, whether you are anxious, whether you are secure, that type of thing. So, yes, my, according to my attachment style, we tend to jump to conclusions. We are not always incorrect. We are not, isn't that's, that's the She's problem. She's always correct. That's the that's thing. A problem is that I'm reinforced by my bad behavior. I'm reinforced by m- me being correct a lot of the times. So,
0: that's what. But do you think you're putting that out there in the atmosphere? Sometimes I might be. For them to, I might be, to yeah. To just. Fall into I your. Might be.
1: I think that those people were never the right people to probably, begin with. Yes. Sure, but,
0: but you don't want the right one to come along, right? And
2: you do that. To them.
1: I agree. So I do think it's it's something to watch out for. I definitely yes. I definitely think that. Okay,
2: you're, right. you're I, right. I think also just even if you are right learning to talk about the thing that you're right is still she's valuable. so right all the time it's like amazing but
0: but that's it's okay so i would never know if I'm, i was dating if someone was gonna do this i'm do the that.
1: canary in the in the cave yeah in, in, the, line, coal in, mine. in the coal mine i have i have <laughs> no
0: idea like i she's amazing with that but yeah okay i totally totally yeah
1: agree. i i jessica thank you for First of all, giving us your backstory about sure. meeting your husband, Aaron,
0: thank you in advance for <laughs>
2: Oh, he's heard me tell this story so many I know, times. I love love
0: love the story and I love it's that amazing. salad bar guy also found his crouton. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: you never know.
2: Um
1: so I want to plug a couple of things that you are doing right. I mean, not a couple of things. You're doing a million things right now. First of I all, we want to again plug Soon by You. Episode 7 was just launched. So, check that out. We on are YouTube. On YouTube. So, we're going to make sure to include a link <coughs> for that on all of our social media platforms. We also want to talk about something very exciting called Nellie and the Women of Blackwell. Yeah. Which is a new play that's out. And it actually opened January 30th and it's through March 8th. Um, Jessica, can you tell us a little sure. bit about that play? You actually.
2: I directed You it. directed it. I always
1: get it confused. Directed, produced. Okay, you directed it. She's going to,
2: after this, she's going to tell us what's the difference between directing <laughs> know, and producing. I know, so sure I know. So, Nellie and the Women of Blackwell tells the story of Nellie Bly, who was an undercover reporter in the late 1800s, and she went undercover in a madhouse for 10 days, and then she wrote an expose on the terrible treatment of the women there, and she inspired tremendous reform for mental health. That's amazing. So, wow. she's an incredible pioneer, and... We took her story that she wrote in 10 Days in a Madhouse. We lifted the text from that, and Ashley Edelman compiled that into this incredible script where we've uh, developed this immersive theater experience where 16 audience members go undercover with Nellie as she wow. navigates her way That's through the exciting. asylum. So it's immersive theater and interactive theater. You oh my gosh, it's immersive. Yeah. Okay, so, Jerica, we're <laughs> going, we're, we're, we're going to go together. So go you together. don't sit and watch, you live through the experience, kind of like walking through an escape the room.
0: And I've never done those. I'm
2: scared of those. So, but, it, but it's, it's, you're following a storyline and, the show has back. gotten it's, it's not it's i'll a, be okay i All think right. you'll be it's fine it's open theater you, All right, be the, okay, and there's a safe word in case you need to get oh, that, so. oh thank god help so, help <laughs> so, no, it's it's so, a different. i'll take a game so yeah the, but the play is very powerful and it's gotten really good reviews and it really helps to tell this story and shed some light on the history of mental health treatment and how far mm-hmm. we've come and also, Sounds how amazing. far we still need to go? Where is it? It's at 59 Canal Street in Wildrance. At, it's in Chinatown, and it runs through March 8th. And on March 8th, we're having a special additional performance where all the proceeds go to the Lennox Hill Neighborhood a Women's Shelter, oh, that's so, at which you know provides services and housing for women who are you know, having mental health struggles, so... So you're producing that. I'm directing. Director. No, we already established she's directing it. Yes. It's amazing. So are <laughs> you
0: there every performance? No, so a
2: director doesn't need to be there every performance. I have, you know, worked endlessly on this show for the right. last couple of months, but once it opens my stage manager maintains the integrity and the vision that we've created and developed together. And I've gone to see the show several times and it's grown and the performers are truly wonderful. And it's a really special and transformative and Mercer, kind of experience. Merced yeah.
1: theater.
0: I
2: love something it. Some people
1: learn something new.
2: I know. This
1: is really exciting. I
0: know. You're amazing. Thank you. She is a, I told you she was amazing. You know, only amazing people. I've <laughs> never met anyone that you know that is not amazing.
1: <laughs> Why? Thank you. <laughs>
0: you should go check it out. Jessica, thank you so
1: much for taking the time out of your crazy, crazy busy schedule. How do you have
0: time to be married? We make
2: the time. (laughs) (laughs) We make the
1: time. Uh, We want to thank you again for joining us on Jewess the Blonde Edition. Uh, Make sure to check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at Jewess the Blonde Edition. Um, Like us on Podbean and on iTunes. Make sure to comment and share it with your friends. That's how everybody knows that we're around, and that's how you show the love. So, everyone, thanks so much. Jewess is out.
0: We're just two girls living on the Upper West
1: Side, taking everything in stride. We're the Jewesses, Jewesses. Blonde Edition, yeah!